On this podcast, Happy Healthy You, we talk about all the positive things that come out of giving back. Giving back to the community, to others in need, is in many ways a shortcut to happiness. But when we give back in a way that honors a loved one, it takes on even more significance and meaning. And that's what we're talking about today. I was led to this interview divinely, I believe, initially through a conversation about running shoes of all things with Jolie Gabler and her friend Edie Lutnick. Little did I know these two women shared a horrendous common loss when both of their brothers were killed in the attacks on the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001. I later came to find out more about these two very courageous women as our friendship continued, which brings us to today's podcast. Maybe Fred Gabler had a hand in our meeting. I'd like to think so. We are so excited to welcome our new sponsor, Natural Zing, a family-owned distributor of more than 1,500 of the finest quality raw, living, vegan, organic, or wild-crafted foods. Since 2003, Natural Zing has gathered the best products, supplements, nuts, seeds, and superfoods for natural energy and health. Your Natural Zing. We love Natural Zing not only for their amazing foods that support our healthy way of life, but also because they also believe in giving back, supporting sustainable agriculture products and education, and nutrition education for adults and children. For a limited time, the awesome folks at Natural Zing have a special offer for the Happy Healthy You family. Get a free bag of mulberries with your first order with the code Happy Healthy Mulberries. You can find Natural Zing in retail stores and online at www.naturalzing.com or call 1-866-RAW-ZING. Hi everybody, welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman and today we're talking to Rochelle Diamond, who is the organizer of a great 5K run out on the West Coast in honor of the life of Fred Gabler, her good friend. Hi Rochelle. Hi Connie. Rochelle, I love to talk about giving back to the community. And when I heard your story and what you're doing with the Fred Gabler Helping Hands Camp Fund and your race and everything, I just wanted to talk to you and um, just hear a little of your story, because I do believe that giving back is is a shortcut to happiness. And, and when we do it, we just get so much more back than than we would have ever expected. And I'm sure when you started Fred's fund, you, you probably didn't have that in mind, you just were really missing him and, and wanted to do something in his honor. So first, let's talk about who was Fred Gabler to you and to everyone. Well, so Fred um, was a friend of mine from camp. I went to camp in upstate New York, Camp Baco in Chenawa. And I met Fred when I was 10. Um, and actually, when I, I usually tell the story before my race that I do every year to people um, in San Francisco so they can get a sense of who he is, too. I always tell everyone that, you know, honestly, when I first met him, I, I actually didn't like him very much. Um, I was... You know, we're 10 and he was this big guy and he had these big glasses and he was big. I just picture him just being, he was really like kind of scary. And, <laughs> um, but the, the thing about Fred is, I mean, as the years went by, you know, you go back to camp year after year and people you grow up with at camp, or, you know, become like family. And I mean, I just, Fred just turned out to be just the like nicest, coolest 
uh, funniest, menchiest kind of guy you could, you know, just ever imagine. Um, so, and you know, the, the, the friends that, the friends that we made at camp, I mean, we've got a very tight knit group of friends that are still, still in touch, you know, after all these years. So, um, I think that's Fred and Fred would want me to say that he has, he does have big muscles. So that's a, that's a big thing about Fred. <laughs> I know when I when I went to the website, I really felt like I got a sense of his personality and his how beloved he really yeah. still is. When nine eleven happened, you were living on the West Coast. Tell me, tell me what it was like for you. Oh gosh, um, yeah. I actually, you know, I was actually up when it was happening um, because I was driving down to work at Oracle at the time. Um, so I heard it all happening on NPR on the way down, and oh my, I'm just getting the chills as I'm re- remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, just so, I mean, obviously beyond awful, but to be so far away. Um, when I got to Oracle, I ran right into the gym um, because they had TVs there, so I watched a lot of it happen. Um, on a TV and, you know, at this company. And I immediately drove home and wanted to, you know, reconnect. My brother lived in San Francisco. We wanted to get together and we, um, you know, it was interesting, even though being on the West coast, I felt very unsafe. You know, I felt like something could happen at any moment. Um, but wanted to get to my brother and then we got together and we just proceeded to start calling people, our camp friends and family, um, in New York. Um, and it just, it, you know, I mean, it was awful for everyone, but it also just felt like I so wanted to do something or right. to feel like I could, you know, you just feel so helpless. I think we all shared that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Fred worked for Cantor Fitzgerald. Yes. Who lost more people than any other company, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you found out that Fred had passed, how did so- things unfold after that? So, well, you know, I was on the West Coast, um, couldn't make it out um, for the funeral. Um, but, I mean, it was constant contact with all the, you know, friends from New York. And they all, I mean, they were all in Mindy, who's his wife's apartment, you know, waiting for him basically after the, mm-hmm. you know, the attack. Um, and it was just, I can't remember how many hundreds, you know, of people were there. Um, but, you know, it was a, a pretty special you know, event, getting everyone together there. But yeah, out here, it was just more, you know, I think it's actually probably part of the reason why I wanted to do something and start a a run or just be able to do something and Mm -hmm. and raise money, you know, in his honor and, you know, keep his memory alive out here was probably because I wasn't there, you know? Right, right. It was something you could do. Yeah. Yeah. And Mindy, his wife was pregnant at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And their baby was born in November. So yeah, right around my birthday, actually. Oh, and what is her name? Alexis. Alexis. Okay, so then uh, take us to your decision to create this honorary race in Fred's name, and how did that go? Okay, so November of that year was was my birthday, and um, I was turning 30, and so I wanted to do something, you know, special and different, and like I said before, I think I, I was also really wanting to help where I could. Um, and they, um, Fred's family had just established the Fred Gabler Helping Hand Camp Fund. So um, I just was chatting with a group of my friends and we were bouncing around the ideas of why don't we get all your, you know, all our good friends together and go, you know, do a 5k run, like be down by the water, you know, by the Golden Gate Bridge. It's beautiful down there, run to the bridge and back and make it a fundraiser, like just have people donate whatever, 
whatever they wanted to, um, you know, for the Fred Gabler um, helping hand, it's a mouthful, <laughs> helping hand camp fund yeah. um, to send underprivileged kids to camp. And it was so touching and meaningful and um, just such an amazing event, like not only for me, but I think for everyone else here too, because everyone was like, we were all so far away and wanting to kind of feel connected to making a difference and doing something positive. Um, so, you know, it started just very, very uh, grassrootsy, you know, group, group mm-hmm. of friends, basically, you know, we ran to the bridge and back. I had paper plate awards, you know, for first place, second <laughs> place, third place. Um, you know, I think I made cookies or it was just very, very low key. <laughs> yeah, simple, simple, yeah, but meaningful. Simple. Yeah. And then it's now continued um, actually every single year ever since um, I've continued to do the do the run and raise money. So it sounds so, like you kind of just took it one step at a time, um, just with your hearts open and, and things unfolded sort of organically, but really magically. Talk about the LinkedIn connection and how things grew from from your association with LinkedIn. Yeah, this is, you know, I could have never, ever imagined in my wildest dreams when I started doing this, the impact um, it would have and how it would grow. Um, You know, like exactly like you said, it was very organic every year. Just I would add another element. You know, there was T-shirts, there was this, there was that. You know, I just kind of kept growing it. Um, And then I, I started working at LinkedIn a few years ago. And um, LinkedIn started a program called Transformation Grants, where anyone could apply for a grant up to $3,000 for something that would transform either themselves, the community, or the world. And so I figured what a great thing to apply for. You know, if I could get some more kind of money for my race, I can do more with it. I can, you know, just kind of add to it and, and impact more people. Right. Um, and then, and also, and then raise more money because if I've got, you know, a, kind of a sponsor, um, then I'd have more to donate. Um, and so, what happened was it was pretty crazy. So I, I won the I won one of the transformation grants, which was incredible. And then um, the there was a, a global sales kickoff happening um, in January of that year. And part of the part of the kickoff, they wanted some of the transformation grant winners to get up and tell their story. So I got up in front of almost 2000, you know, LinkedIn sales reps and told this story, told the story of Fred, told the story of the run. And um, after I got off stage and, you know, we were just talking to people after. I mean, I had so many people come up to me and just tell me how moved they were, tell me that they wanted to help. And it started off with, I think I was talking to someone in New York and um, I just said, well, why don't, why don't you guys run the same day? You can kind of run in solidarity. Um, and then I talked to someone in India who really wanted to do something. And I said, hey, I think they're going to do a run in New York. Maybe you guys can do one there. And it really snowballed. <laughs> and um, what was so crazy is that year, I think it was, we ended up doing this race in 19 offices around the world. Wow. So it started in New Zealand. We had a sales rep who lived in New Zealand. He ran with his wife and daughter. There were three of them. And then it went to Australia and Melbourne and Sydney and Perth and over to Singapore and throughout, you know, India to Europe and across the U.S. I mean, it was, I just, I kind of can't even put words to it. It was just unbelievable to see the the support. Um 
and the passion and the you know that everyone had about wanting to to help and to to make it even bigger and and better and I just like I said I would have never imagined that when I did it that first year that little run with the paper plate awards that you know it'd be good go global. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, that's the power of LinkedIn, right? Finally, we yeah. figure out. I'm always asking friends like, what are we doing with this LinkedIn thing? You know, I have like all of a sudden I have all these connections. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with them? Totally. Oh, this is awesome. Yes, LinkedIn. Yeah. We love this. Yeah, it was really, really special. And I just, I love that the company had a program that supported, you know, things that um, employees are passionate about, you know, and help them to, you know, just elevate it even more. So it's, it's been incredible. And I just, I love that people all around the world know Fred's name, you know, Mm -hmm. they know about him. Um, They might have a t-shirt with his, you know, the Fred Gabler Helping Hand Camp Fund on it. I mean, it's in Singapore, you know, it's just crazy. And if you feel like that, imagine how Fred's family feels. So, yeah, so nice. Let's talk about the Helping Hands Camp Fund and what it's all about. I know there's a website that we can go to that gives all the information. The Fred Gabler Helping Hand Camp Fund. Yeah. So basically, we raise money um, in order to send underprivileged kids to camp. Um, Camp was a huge part of Fred's life. Um, And like I described before, you know, our huge groups of friends that are like family and are still connected. So, um, you know, honoring his memory and sending underprivileged kids to camp. There are several organizations that the fund distributes money to. Um, Off the top of my head, I know one is called Scope, one is called Maury's Camp. um, And these are organizations that exist to kind of, you know, help um, underprivileged kids go to camp, either through scholarships or actually the camp itself. Um, And there's a few others as well. There's a Broadway associated camp, I think, right? Oh, yes, yes. And I was going to say, we're always looking for newer, different ways we can, can do this. And that was a, yeah. Um, another one that was added, um, I can't remember the name right now, but um, associated with um, Adina Mazel. Mazel. Mm-hmm. I could be saying her name wrong, like John Travolta. Na- Nadine, uh, no, Adele Nazim. Adele Nazim. <laughs> um, so it's it's just awesome to know that we're helping, you know, all these kids have this opportunity that they might not otherwise have. And you know, everyone that's on the board um, knows how impactful camp was to their lives. So to be able to give that experience to others, you know, is is really um, important for, and, and fulfilling and and just um, and it, it's a great way to honor, you know, Fred's Fred's memory. Yeah. Now, I know I never did the camp thing. I mean, I did random camps, but I had friends whose children went to camp every single summer. They went to the same camp and yeah. they were meeting up with the same kids. And I would imagine that would be a really, um, you know, the people that you meet there are friends for life. They are. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the best thing ever. Um, I still thank my parents to this day <laughs> for sending me when I was, you know, I started going when I was 10. Um, it was really, it's just the most amazing experience. It's so formative and it's just so much fun. And yeah, it's, it's very special. And especially for kids who live in the city and then they get to get out and, yeah. and experience, you know, nature and yeah, yeah it's very yeah. cool. You learn a lot. Yeah. You learn a lot about yourself and you also learn a lot of skills and it's just, um, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So looking back on the years following, uh, 9-11, has the pain of losing Fred lessened for you through this, your work with this fundraising effort? Um, you know, I think it, um, 
it's a, you know, it's, it's a weird, like pain does lessen over the years, but it's not, it's still painful, if that makes sense. No, uh, totally. Yeah. And um, I just, I feel like, I just feel like it's the right thing for me to be doing, you know, like it feels so good to be, um, you know, there's actually two, it's, it's, it's partly, it's like remembering Fred, but then it's also the, all the good that has come out of it. You know, it really has like, it brings all these other people together. It, I've had people say this is the first 5k they've done. Like there's all these ripple effects that have come out of doing this in his name. So that have surprised you. Yeah, that just, you know, I, I mean, I, who knew that by doing this race, I now, you know, I inspired someone to start running 5K events. Like, how cool is that? Like, just making an impact. It, it, it's making an impact on a lot of people's lives in ways that I never really expected even considered. Or... Yeah, and mm-hmm. even thought of. So I do think that it feels really good to be able to do a lot of positive out of a painful experience. Um and, you know, every year, though, whenever I I do my little intro to everyone, I, I do talk about, I want to, as I mentioned before, I'll tell, you know, tell everyone a little bit about Fred and why I do this. And every year, I can't make it through it without crying. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it definitely, it's still very sad. <laughs> so. Yeah, the sadness doesn't go away. But, you know, if like you said, if you can make an impact, and, and you yeah. can have that ripple effect, that's that's goodness in Fred's name. So, and as a parent who lost a child, I can only imagine that Fred's mom and dad and and sister Jolie are are so comforted by the work that you're doing. So, what would you offer in the way of advice to someone who might be thinking about creating a nonprofit in a loved one's memory? I mean, is there anything you learned from your efforts that someone else might be able to benefit from? Well, so I actually didn't help create the fund. Um, so I don't know if I'm the best person to talk about creating a nonprofit. Um, I just, I mean, what I did was I just created an event that raises money for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I'm the best person to, if that's. But it sounds like you you were able to kind of start small and it grew on its own. Yeah. So maybe that's the advice right there. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I mean, it's also, you know, like I never envisioned like, that it would be, like I said, going around the world. But how awesome that as the years went by, just con- continuing to just be open and um, planning it and putting it out there. And it's, yeah, it's interesting how um, once you just, you just got to start, you know, you just got to start doing something. And then it's amazing how the you know, universe conspires, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there's an event coming up on May 1st of this year. It's um, They're raising money for this fund um, by offering tickets to Beautiful, the musical, the Carol King musical, which I haven't seen yet. I'm really excited about. One of my daughter's friends is in it, Alan. Yay, Alan. And so people can buy tickets and the proceeds will go to the Fred Gabler Yes. Camp Fund. Yeah, helping him. They um, can buy tickets on our website, which is fredgabler.org. And I I believe they're $175 each. Um, But I have to say, I saw Beautiful. It was in San Francisco a little while ago, and I loved it. Um, It was was awesome. (laughs) I mean, I love Carole King and her music. And um, so I highly recommend you go. It's on, yes. Thursday, May 1st, it's, seven, it's the 7 o'clock. Um, okay. And show. there are still tickets available? 
There are, yes. Okay, good. So for more information about your race and the Fred Gabler Helping Hands Camp Fund, you want to give the website information? Sure, yeah. So it's it's fredgabler.org um, would be the best place to go. It's Fred, F-R-E-D, like Gabler, it's all one word, G-A-B-L-E-R.org. Um, and I'm actually kind of embarrassed to say I don't have a website for my race. I kind of do it every year as a new, like, active dot com place where you can sign up. Um, so I don't have a place to go for that at the moment. <laughs> what is the name of it if we want to Google but, it? Yeah, actually, you know what? If you Google um, last year, I had it used to be called United We Run, but I had to change the name on this year. It was called Run and United, R-U-N-N-I-N, United. And if you actually Google that, um, there is a presentation or a, a video that LinkedIn did about my event. So um, you can you can find that. Okay. I am so excited about LinkedIn. Finally. Yeah, I love it now. <laughs> so what do you imagine that Fred is thinking about all of this work that you guys are doing in his name? Can you imagine what he'd be saying or what he... Yeah. Well, actually, it's kind of funny. I was talking to Howard, Fred's dad, about the run in particular, and he was, uh, he actually got up and he came to one of my events and spoke to the crowd, and he said to everyone that, um, <laughs> you know, Fred was a, definitely an athlete um, and, you know, big into basketball and baseball and all the stuff, but um, but he hated running. <laughs> so, so he was joking about it. He's probably looking down there going like, what the heck are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> but in a very funny way. I mean, I know that he's probably very, very touched um, to see, um, you know, just everyone um, coming together and, you know, remembering him in these ways. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's uh, smiling down, down on a, upon us and, and flexing his muscles. Well, as Carol King says, you're beautiful. Thank you, Rochelle Diamond. I really appreciate you talking to me about this. It was really inspiring. And hopefully it'll inspire more people and more ripple effects will go out there into the, the universe. So thank you so much. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcasts. If you like them, please consider supporting our sponsors. Natural Zing is a new sponsor, and it's a really great company right in alignment with our mission here at Happy Healthy You. They're an all-organic specialty foods distributor with more than 1,500 products in stores and on their website at naturalzing.com. Be sure to take advantage of their special offer to try a free bag of organic sun-dried mulberries with your first order by using the code HAPPYHEALTHYMULBERRIES.